Hi, I'm Ryan Barnes. And I'm Anakin Barnes. This is the Barnes Boys Podcast. We're both big movie fans. And we're both actors. We watch movies through different lenses. You see, my dad grew up in the 80s in a very conservative environment in California. While my son here goes to high school at a fine art school in liberal British Columbia. Each week we watch a different movie. And discuss it through the different perspectives we bring to the table. Since I've been born, CGI and quick cuts were the norm. Well, all we had were practical effects and converted theater actors. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the show. All right, so this week we are watching one of Anakin's picks, trading it up a little bit. Um, It is... 2016 Nerve, starring Emma Roberts and Dave Franco and Juliette Lewis. Um, The synopsis is, a high school senior finds herself immersed in an online game of truth or dare, where her every move, uh, excuse me, where her every move starts to become manipulated by an an anonymous community of watchers. Yeah. Um, So let's get into some trivia. Uh, first bit of trivia I have here is uh, Emma Roberts starred in a movie with two of the three Franco brothers. She also starred in Palo Alto uh, 2013 with James Franco. Um, Wait, I didn't know there were three Franco brothers. Neither did I. Wow. Yeah. All right. Go Francos. Yeah. Um, and similar, um, Nerve being very similar to <laughs> Scream 4 2011, Nerve stars... Uh, uh, Emma, uh, it features Emma Roberts, um, and it also features a character named Sydney, and it uses instant frame as a caution, uh, cautionary tale. In Scream 4, Roberts also happens to, to star alongside co-star Dave Franco's fiance Allison Brie. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. I don't know. I didn't know that the, that she was her, uh, she was his fiance. Mm. They were also in 21 Jump Street together as well. Yes, yes. So, okay. Um, this is Machine Gun Kelly's first major uh, big budget film. I know his name. I've heard his Machine name. Machine Gun Kelly, he, um, he's a, back in the early 2000s, I think he was. Um, back in the days of yore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he, he has a lot of rock songs and then recently he's more, he's transitioned more to rap hip hop and then. Um, a year after this movie came out, he got known. He got like he resurfaced again for uh, starting a rap battle with Eminem, which personally I think he lost, but it was a good okay battle. Um, but yeah, he he also hangs out a lot with Pete Davidson. Um, yeah, I saw that he that uh, he was also in King of Staten Island, Pete Davidson's newest mm-hmm, movie. Right. Um, I'll, I'll mention Machine Gun Kelly uh, again. Uh, later in okay. this episode, but um, the nickname, uh, moving on with our next fun little trivia, the nickname of Ever- Emma Roberts' character is V, short for Venus. During the 60-mile-an-hour uh, dare on the motorbike, they drive through a tunnel next to a car with people who um, open the door to cheer them on, and one of the passengers is wearing a mask, the same, uh, the same mask worn by another character called V for from V for Vendetta. I noticed that. I, yeah. s- I saw that when the door opened. Yeah. So yeah, that does it with our fun little trivia part of this episode. And uh, yeah, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll get back with our 
what is it again? <laughs> memories and impressions. <laughs> memories and impressions. Impressions and memories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we are in our impressions and memories. And what we've been doing the past couple episodes is Anakin would start with his first impressions of the movies that, that I was showing him. But because this is his choice, uh, I get to give my mm-hmm. first impressions of the movie. So um, I, I know I know that this this was uh, this was a movie that you liked when you were younger. You saw it wherever you saw it, mm-hmm. and you'd you'd been suggesting it for a while. We should watch Derv. We should not right. watch Derv, and we just never have. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so when you got to choose, it's like, well, I don't have a choice now. So uh, so we watch it. So my first impression was um, was. Oh my gosh! What this is? This is very. This is very different. Now, now I I want to I want to step back for a second mm-hmm. and acknowledge the fact that I have been watching recent movies. I, I it's not that it's not that when nineteen eighty nine New Year's Eve hit, I stopped watching <laughs> movies. I've been watching movies all, all my life, um, but because we've been focusing on on breaking down movies from the eighties. I'm looking at this one with with different eyes, different perspective. Right, right. And so, um, first impression is is how much, not just the internet, but but specifically social media, um, is a driving force in mm-hmm. in in, uh, in current teenage life. I guess. Right. Um, <clears throat> they excuse me. They they really they really highlight that, and and that's actually that's the that's what the whole plot is, is based around. Yeah. Um, so that it, it's an, it's a different dynamic than, than, um, the older movies because we didn't have that at all growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really, really liked was how they used the colors. They used, uh, they used pink and blue primarily to, to set the tone of this, the, the scene. So the, the entire movies, uh, I think the entire movie, Maybe maybe not the introduction, but the rest of it is all done uh, at night. Right, and so and so. First of all, the the clarity of the cameras that mm-hmm. they that they use it's it, it was amazing for for night photography for night cinema cinematography. Um, the uh, to to shoot a night scene in the eighties, nineties, and even early two thousands, um, you would have had to use a slower frame rate or. Um, a wide open aperture, which would blow, um, blow everything else aside from your subject way out of focus. Um, and it would often be really grainy because you grainy, because you'd have to, you'd have to just completely shoot up your ISO. But, but these, uh, uh, the, the footage on here is absolutely beautiful from the close ups to the, uh, the overhead shots. It's extremely clear, extremely nice. Um, yeah, I did notice that with the, um, this time around wa- for me watching it, I've seen it many times. Um, looking at it from the eyes that my school has trained me to look at sure. uh, things like this is I noticed the colors, the, the very neon um, vibe that it, this whole movie gives off. And mm. I think that's one of the parts that really drew me into it as younger me because younger 12 year old me was like, Ooh, colors. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, well, besides, uh, aside from the, the technical 
or excuse me, the, the non-technical stuff of the, the colors. Um, I would say that, that my impression of, of this movie is, is amped was the word that I, that I thought of mm-hmm. um, it. Cause it starts going, it's, it's a, it's not a slow build, but it's not super fast. It's just, it builds. And then, and then it just solid, uh, solid, goes with uh, with one thing after it's like watching the movie speed you've never watched the movie speed no. um but it's uh but it's just one thing after another after another it keeps your heart racing and mm-hmm. there you're watching things and and you're sitting on the edge of your seat and and your heart's racing it's like oh, oh and then it just goes to the next one and it's the same thing and you never really get to sit back and right and i i don't think i blinked for the last half hour of the, <laughs> of the movie so um so, and, and then I guess the last thing from my, from my impression was, uh, was the acting was a lot better than I expected it to be. Really? Um, I expected, I really expected this to be a, a similar cheesy drama, uh, cheesy teenage movie. We've seen mm. good, good teenage right. movies like, like Hunger Games and, and Maze Runner and stuff, but, yep. that, um, and it was the one that starts with a D- Divergent. Divergent, yep. Uh, and then we've seen some lazy, some, some not so great teen movies, but, uh, this one, this one, I didn't, they, the acting was really good, but they had great, uh, great actors too, right. because Emma Roberts is really good in mm-hmm. everything I've seen her in. And Dave Franco is, is absolutely great. I was so happy to see him in, in this when he showed really? up because I, I, I wanted to be true to this podcast, so yeah. I didn't read up anything. I didn't know anything about this movie mm-hmm. um, other than the name of it going into it. Mm. So so that would be it for my impressions. Now, what are your memories? So first time I ever saw this, um, I was 12 years old because it came out when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was 12 years old, and I uh, I went with my, with my buddy Max, and we... His dad dropped us off because he had something to do. He dropped us off at the theater with some money, and we went and saw it because I don't—I didn't know whether or not he wanted to see it, but I knew I really wanted to see it, mm-hmm. and he went with me because he was my friend. And yep, um, sure. And first time I saw it, I was blown away by the concept, the the action, the. I, not necessarily the storyline because I didn't really care about story at sure. that point in my life, but um, yeah, I was blown away. And it, it's since that first time, it's been one of my favorite movies, and it still is one of my favorite movies. Um, but yeah, I remember after the movie, um, talking about it with with my friend, and he was like, "That was a very intense movie." Mm-hmm. And I agree. It was a very, it was a very t- intense movie for me to, um, to watch, and I, I still love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And when I found out it was on Netflix, I tried to show as many people as I want uh, as I could. Um, and then even some people would text me, "I, I don't know what to watch. Uh, do you have any recommendations? Watch Nerve, one of my <laughs> favorite movies. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, excellent. So I think that's that's it. That brings that's us to it, the yeah. yeah. It brings us to the end of our impressions and memories. So we're going to take a quick break and then come right back into the meat of this thing. Mm-hmm. Our viewpoints. Our favorite, my favorite part of the dun, dun, dun. podcast or whatever. Yeah. 
All right, so we're into the, the meat, the juicy part of this um, this podcast and every other episode that we've done. Or, um, or the carrot if you're a vegetarian. Right, but... we Let's appeal to all audiences here. Okay. <laughs> or the sun for vegans. Right, right. Um, so the first thing I want to bring up, uh, like I... Like I said earlier, um, is that the concepts of concept of this movie is amazing. Um, the idea of truth or dare minus the dare. Um, uh, uh, players, uh, I forget. I forget. What are, what are you trying to say? The here? monologue, because <laughs> the little um, the the. Stephen Hawking computer um, computerized voice. He okay. said he had this little monologue, but um, the players get dared by an anonymous audience, and they get paid for it if they complete it. And it's it's a really good concept. Um, but yeah, so I want to ask you something. Okay. Take the adult self, the adult you, out of this. Okay. Put yourself into however you were at my age, mm-hmm. um, but in today's world. Okay. Would you be a watcher or would you be a player? Ooh. Um, I would have I would have been a watcher at that age. That was that was I I was a little um, I was a little. I wouldn't not rambunctious. That's not. I was a little adventurous, mm-hmm. but but I wasn't overly adventurous. I see. Um, I I did things like climb rocks, and I got stuck on a cliff once. Um, I've done that a couple twice, times. actually twice. Um, and I, I would white water raft, go white water rafting, and then get mm. out of the boat and just float down the river. I would do things like that, but uh, but. I, I wouldn't I I didn't do things like like the the shoplifting or or I would never do the motorcycle the thing which we'll, we'll talk about the motorcycle a little bit yeah. more in a minute here, um, but most of these things I would be like no I'm out I mm. I'm, I'm not doing it yeah um, I've asked this to everybody I've shown this movie to okay from and or anybody who's seen the movie sure. I've I've always asked that question um, personally. Um, I don't know if you want to hear this because you're no, my dad. No, I know, I know the answer to this. Yeah, right. I would definitely be a player. Yeah. Um, because money and two, it looks like a lot of fun. Sure. Personally, but I, I'm the older I get, I the more aware of the dangers. I. My grammar is not good tonight. No, it's <laughs> not. English is hard. <laughs> um, I'm more aware of the dangers when when it comes to stuff like that, but I still make my decisions the way I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a lot less gray before you hit your teenage years. <laughs> um, another thing, it, uh, the opening of the, of the movie, V is going through her emails or whatever, and it says, click here to join class of 2020. <laughs> if only she knew. Yeah, sucker. <laughs> um, 
before before we even got to that, mm-hmm. something that I have a note on is the the opening production company logos, Lionsgate, and then whoever the other one was. I don't remember the other name. Yeah, but they're so much cooler these days because they're they're done by CGI, and so you can do a lot more. Yeah, whereas the older ones, if you th- if you think of old like Indiana Jones movies or or the uh, or even the Warner Brothers old Batman mm-hmm. or or Star Wars, all that stuff was done. By hand, really. Um, back in the eighties and, hmm. and even the nineties, hand drawn animations. Wow. Um, the CGI didn't really didn't really become a big part of things until until the two thousands, and it was important. I mean, you've, you've seen you've seen Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah. It just it, it it wasn't done very well as it was becoming a, a thing. I think late late nineties is when it really started to get there, but it wasn't. It wasn't done well by today's mm-hmm. standards. It it's it's very noticeable. Yeah. Um. And then and that same scene that you're that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other my other note here is distractions are everywhere. Yeah. Opening opening scene. It's created by pop up Facebook messages. She so she's looking at her computer. She has pop up Facebook messages. She has FaceTime calls, and then even when she's talking to her friend. Her friends clicking away, like they're having a Facebook com- or FaceTime conversation, and her friends clicking away online mm-hmm. and getting pop-up messages, responding. And that that is why this current generation has such a hard time seeing anything through because because yeah. life is 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 just all distractions. There there are so many distractions that that hit you, and and for you that's been like all your life. Yeah. Um, for for older people, it's easier to to look back and say, "Wait, this is when things changed," and mm-hmm. like I'm going to put down my phone, I'm going to turn off my computer and walk away from it so I can enjoy life a little bit. Yeah, and and you've never known a time well, without to, that. To be fair, I think I got lucky with the year I was born in because we like the 2000 to 2004 time span. Mm-hmm. We grew up with. We had enough time to go outside and play, um, but yet we also got to see the advancement in technology, and we got like phones later on. Whereas kids nowadays, they're born and they have a phone in their hand. I have a video of you getting your first phone when you uh, for your ninth birthday, tenth mm-hmm. birthday, and you say that that's getting a phone later on. That that blows my mind. Well, it, <laughs> the phones I'm talking about are like the the phone I have. Okay, which I upgraded to that a week ago sure um but my first phone was a flip phone yes uh what was it a motorola flip phone no it wasn't a flip phone it was uh it was a slider phone um the the top oh the one with the keypad yeah yes i actually just found that uh, when i was cleaning out the garage the other day you still have it yeah wow do you want it sure (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we we still learned to enjoy life without mm-hmm. phones because we got creative when it came to playing outside, like building the ramps with the cement block. And, sure. Um, but I'm still glad that we got to see the advancement in technology. Right. Right. But uh, going along with what you're saying, yeah, it's it's very normal for me nowadays. I barely even notice that. I'm like, oh, okay, she has notifications. She should check them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that I saw is if this is if this is supposed to take place the year that it was released, that was really bad internet quality. 
2016? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because, and uh, even with the software that they were using, it was, I mean, I understand why it was like a mix of everything because I don't think they could get the rights to the, to like Apple or Samsung, but they kind of just had to blend it all. No, but what do you mean by bad internet quality? Like during the FaceTime call, um, it it wasn't like a clear FaceTime call. It was very pixelated and it jumped in and out. And even for 2016, that's not good. Oh, that was standard. That's normal. Not not that I, from what I remember. Yeah, it was it was it's very standard hmm. uh, at the at the time. Now it it just freezes, mm-hmm. but uh, but it it would do that. Just different drivers. Hmm. Um, so the next note I had was, and this probably means nothing to you, but mm-hmm. Juliette Lewis was the mom. She was a, the, the girl who played the, the mom. She was a young hottie when I was a teenager. That's really? what I remember. So, hmm. so it was, uh, it was shocked. Wait, she can be a mom of a teenager right now. Oh, I guess I can too. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if I could be a mom, if I wanted to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, she used her desktop screen for a touch screen is one of my notes that I have here. I noticed that it was bought, and I know they did that for cinematic purposes just mm-hmm. so so they could show her clicking on the accept. Yeah. Uh, but but that was driving me crazy that because that the uh, inconsistency. It was a Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I I noticed they it was like that through the whole movie the inconsistencies of swiping or tapping or whatever. Right. Um. But really, that's one of the only thing bad things I have to say about this movie. Sure, and well, to be fair, it it is it is Hollywood or or Hollywood North. It looked like, mm-hmm. um, so so it's technology wise. It, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to overlook. Yeah. The willing suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you also notice that her bedroom was a green screen with pictures taped to it? No. You've watched this movie how many times? If you look, her her bedroom walls all just it's just a painted green uh, green screen green screen paint. Uh, hmm. It's a that flat green. Um, my next note here, and I don't know where yours are. Yep. But we we get introduced to her her friend the the cheerleader, and and the first note I I said something bad is going to happen to her to propel the story, and then yeah, uh, and then suddenly she moons the crowd. And and then my note is all right. This is going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> um. As a kid, uh, I didn't really really notice um her character development and the way people I've seen who are very similar to her in movies and in real life how that would have worked. Like how easy it is to see what's going to happen to her. Like, mm-hmm. you know that something, like, you could tell that sure. something bad was going to happen to her. But, like I said, I've seen so many people who are just like her. Right. And, like, they, in the argument in uh, at the party later on in the movie, uh, V was saying that she she's going to peak in high school, um, going to be mm-hmm. in college, still sleeping with the same guys. And I'm like, I've, I see that in some of the people nowadays right. that I know. And it's 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 very real for me to see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't really notice that with past times that I've seen this movie. Sure. And and it is it is 
I mean, I don't think that I don't think that this was a difficult character to write because right. she is a, a template of many people that that you see. And and you've heard me say that about about some people that that you know, some people that mm. your sister knows, people that I know. It's it's when I when I first meet them, it's okay. I, not to typecast you, but but these are your personality traits. These these are the patterns that you're doing. This is how it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. And then it happens just like that. You know, two three years down down the road, you see that this person is exactly as as I said, it was, that person was going to be, be because those patterns are the same. Because mm-hmm. um, the whatever the psychology of of whatever went into making that person like this that developed those those traits. Right. That's how these traits play out 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's, that's something that, um, that I'm a little off topic of, of, of the movies here, but, yeah. but that is something that that's, that's real is, is when, when you, when you see certain, certain traits in, in people, um, you, you can, you have a, pretty good idea of uh, mm-hmm. of how things are going to go for them in their life. Right. Um, another thing that um, I, I have is I remember this movie uh, before I watched it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, the guy played by Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. I remember him um, thinking, like, I remember exactly what he looked like. And then thinking about today, um, I was thinking about notes that I was going to write down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, oh, this guy kind of looks like a Machine Gun Kelly type of guy. That's funny because it's him. <laughs> right. That's funny. Um, one of the things that, that I notice um, in, in towards the beginning of the movie is they're, they're doing the, the drive-by in the area that they're in. It's yeah. like, hey, I've, I've, I recognize that cemetery. I drive by it all the time. Yeah. So it looks like they, they filmed this in Vancouver because I, I've noticed that uh, there's a cemetery right right next to your school that yeah. uh, that was in one of the shots and, and some of the other shots. It, it looked very familiar to me. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things filming. We, there was something filming at uh, at City Hall down there today too. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, They had curtains uh the black curtains and the crane and all the film crew was out there they i think it might be the next season of riverdale because that's in in the works and talks and sure hollywood stuff right (laughs) um um, moving forward uh quite a bit uh she v gets dared to get a tattoo um during that whole scene she was singing to um wu-tang clan i believe Mm mm-hmm um, and just talking and moving around and everything. I've never gotten a tattoo, but I, I'm pretty sure she was moving around a little too much for getting a tattoo. Rule number one, be freaking still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's hard enough to do art on paper and then have somebody bump your arm or whatever. But when you're doing that on someone's skin right. and they're moving around, it it's very that's something I noticed. So I, I have, I have the, you know, the very large, very large tattoo on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one took eight hours. Uh, wow. this, this is also, um, 
so I, I'm I'm not a I don't judge it, but I'm not a guy that uh, that enjoys the Mary Jane, and so <laughs> that that's never been part of my life. However, my tattoo artist uh, was was smoking while he was doing this eight hour tattoo, and, and oh, so no. and so I was just getting the the uh, secondhand smoke, and I was I was getting giggly and everything. Like that. <laughs> but by time by time he was done. I was so hungry. I've never been that hungry. I had the munchies so bad, <laughs> and so so I drove over to to Waffle House afterwards, and and I had like thirty dollars worth of Waffle House. Where, <laughs> if if you can picture what what that amount of food is, um, it's like going I, to Denny's, but double that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was so much food. It was so much food, and I ate every every bite of it. <laughs> um, so. When uh, something that that was it, at towards the beginning of the movie, or as at the as the plot was setting into place, I realized that the point of this game was to get followers. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, I mean, the money's a bonus, but really, it's a popularity thing. The and the the reward, it's all an illusion. It's 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 just like just like the the influencer influencers now, I, I guess, or or people that uh, that are just looking for for the amount of likes or or favorites or hearts or right. or upvotes or whatever um but but the idea is to be popular among people that you don't even know i mean what is the point of that it's it's a fan base it, okay. um a lot of influencers youtubers and such it's sometimes it's for it's for popularity and it's like um what kids these days are saying it's sure. it's for the clout it's for it's so that you look good and all of that but people who are really successful with it it definitely is a fan base it's like a movie star having all these fans and when they go out to like a meet and greet or something and all of these people show up that's when it's a real a very real thing mm-hmm um, it's not just an illusion because people, um, people these days look up to these uh, Instagram influencers or whatever, and they like it because that's how they can interact with whatever they're posting. Right. Well, okay, sure, but so I, I have a bit of a fan base, not not a large one anymore. I and I have I have for years. I've had I've had a good amount of uh, from from my music, a mm-hmm. good amount of uh, of fans, enough to to support a few albums and and mm-hmm. get us a little something extra here and there, which has yeah. been which has been great, and I love that. But um, but at, at that sort of level, and and the the level of the influencers and the um i would say fame whores right uh, it's it's it i would say it is a it is an illusion okay so for example we um you've, you've seen the the uh, city of angels video 30 seconds to mars yes. city of angels and in in the video um you have you 
have, well, you have James Franco. Dave Franco's older brother is, yeah. is one of the people in there. But you also have Selena Gomez have, giving a very real interview. And, um, and she, along with, along with Kanye, and they're all giving their, their different ideas of what fame is. And, mm-hmm. and she just breaks it down and, and, and has a real emotional moment where she says fame is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, something that uh, I, I read recently, um, do you know who Kelly, Kelly Clarkson is? Yes, I share a birthday with her. Oh, all right. Excellent. <laughs> so um, she said that uh, that Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was a singer and actress, uh, she was really big in the 90s. She's doing some stuff now uh, mm-hmm. again. But um, but when Kelly was on American Idol, uh, Jennifer had had uh, pulled her aside and, and said the, the same thing, that, that fame, fame is... is, is is an illusion. You're going to have a few close friends and, right. and hold on to those friends because everybody else is going to, is going to want something, want to take something from you. Yeah. And so all of these, all of these fans, um, this, this huge fan base aren't ones that, uh, that, Hey, I support you. It's, it's, I want to be next to you. I want to, I want to touch the fame and ride on your coattails kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was kind of uh, we we completely veered off, but yeah. but uh, but it, it's no it's it's good it's good conversation it's good mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting topic that um like I I love it I I I when I was when I was performing a lot more yeah I enjoyed being recognized most mm-hmm. of the time um but uh, but. There are also times where I'm just wanting to ha- to have a private moment. I've I've been to dinner with with you guys, with you yeah. and your sister before, and and just wanted to have have dinner, but but somebody recognized me and wanted to come and talk, and and I just wanted to have dinner with my family. Yeah. And so so, I don't know. There's 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 good and bad to it, but thankfully, I got, <laughs> thankfully I'm not a superstar. Well, I don't know, but uh, well, but, you should take us to the Philippines, and then. And then we'll I, see what happens. And the reason you mentioned the reason Anakin mentions mentions that is because my um, my Spotify demographics for some reason are really high in the Philippines. I, I've mm-hmm. never I've never played in the Philippines. Um, I don't know. Well, I know one phrase in Filipino, but I can't. I shouldn't repeat that. Uh, I learned it in seventh grade from my <laughs> from my desk mate. And, <laughs> but um, but yeah, for some reason, some reason I took off in the Philippines. I have no idea why. Well, if you go to Philippines, you'll find out why. Right. It doesn't pay anything because Spotify's payout is like 0.03 cents per per uh or point oh three of a penny for every mm-hmm. every time you're played. So um as much as I've been played, I might be able to get a loaf of bread. But maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Um so uh something I wanna I wanna touch on is I like how in movies how easy it is for quote unquote hackers to get into literally anything to access anything. Are you at the end already? Cause I had, a no, thing about this that. was, this was at, um, more in the middle. Okay. Um, he, uh, V's friend was like, uh, he went, he went on H, uh, HTTP, uh, PS, uh, colon forward slash, Dark web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That and then was he's like, um, find whatchamacallit. And he gave all these weird um, 
abstract uh, keywords and then scroll. He didn't even finish a whole page, and then he found the guy he was looking right. for. And then the the typing that means nothing. I I paid attention to that this time. <laughs> the he was typing random letters, and he was clicking the trackpad a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can move that fast with a trackpad. Right. This is very true. This is very true. Um, before we got to that, I had a I had a thing that right. that I saw um, as V was getting into the game. She she hit player and then she mm-hmm. accepted whatever. And then it was a really really good vis- vis- visualization of what actually happens when you accept the agree uh, many agreements for for free software like like Facebook like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was, was the other one Twitch for all of these different free softwares and, and many others, and you mm. don't read the terms and, and conditions, but but it's you're acknowledging or you are allowing it to to access your personal information, your shopping history, and all that, and and it gives you that that representation because it it, it pulls up all of her Facebook memories and then right. her credit card and and purchase and social security number and all that. If it's free, you are the product. If it's free, you are the product. That is exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, and then with that, the next, my next note is, is this game is, is letting strangers online control your life. Mm-hmm. That's very real. That's going back to this fame is an illusion Yeah. because, um, because you are only as popular as people are entertained in, uh, and watching you. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to keep your, keep your, like that. What's, what's that idiot YouTuber that got banned? Logan Paul or Logan Ryan or whatever his name was. Logan Paul, Jake Paul, one of Jake Paul. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, they're brothers and they've done many stupid things throughout okay. the years. Okay. Which one are you talking about? I think it's Logan, Logan Paul. What did he do? Uh, all kinds of stupid things, but he's, he got banned from YouTube a couple of times for, for, doing stupid stuff. I, I don't remember. One of them was he jumped in a, like a lion's cage or something, and then the lion had to get put down because it was lion or gorilla or something. Well, uh, I, I think the gorilla thing, that was a different story that happened at, uh, I think, a zoo in the States. Beginning with... of 2020. That kicked off 2020. Oh. Yes. Haram- Harambe. That's right. Harambe? That was back in 2014. Oh, maybe a different one. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, yeah, Logan, Logan Paul, very stupid. But but he continues to do these these stupid stunts because that's what continues to get him followers. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, to, granted, he does get paid for that, but a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that's why uh, that's why many people once they they get that taste of fame, they just keep going because they got yeah. got to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note, we already talked about that, was Dave Franco. Oh, my gosh, I love Dave Franco. And to, to see that he, he was in the movie when he showed up. Um, sure that's Dave? I think that might be James. James is the older brother. I thought Dave was the older brother. No. Dave Dave is also was also in 21 Jump Street, and he's now also... Now You See Me. Uh, now You See Me. And um, you haven't seen it yet, but uh, Scrubs Babies. So he's going to show up. Right. He, wasn't he also in the uh, the movie with with his brother that was kind of uh, exp- like the behind the scenes and like the story of making of The Room? Right. 
I don't actually. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if they were both in. The it movie. looks really good. It it does. It does, and I love everything that James Franco does. But um, but yes, Dave. Fra- anyway, Dave Franco. Yep. Um, and then and then I was wa- we were watching the addiction unfold rapidly for fame, fame and money. The addiction mm-hmm. of fame and money for V. And yeah. she's like, oh, money, okay, well, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. And then yeah. people, her followers are, are growing, so she's, I'll yeah. do this, I'll do this. And it's very real mm-hmm. how, how quickly how quickly just trying something and then just getting that taste of it and how the addiction yeah. grabs a hold of you. Mm. I have, like, one or two more things, so okay. whatever you have, go ahead. Um, I... I just have a few more. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things we've already talked about, but I had a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Love, uh, love the soundtrack uh, yeah. to this. A lot of good song choices. Um, one thing that I could not figure out is how these phones have infinite battery life from live streaming. Um, V's friend was the her. I have no she idea. plugged her friend. Her, she plugged her phone in once for the party, and that was the only time that anybody plugged in a phone, but especially 2016, mm-hmm. uh, live streaming takes up so much data. Yeah. Uh, and these, these phones are going all night. So they're very impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, uh, the, the scene that got to me the most was the blindfolded motorcycle scene. Um, well, that, I, that, that one makes sense for you. I, yeah, I was, I had, I was in a really bad motorcycle accident a few years ago and, and, and broke a lot of things, and it was, it, it turned to a really, really bad situation because at the time, um, how, what, what was common medical practice was to prescribe oxy, and um, and as we all know now, a few years later, oxys are really, really, really bad, really um, addictive too. Yeah, really, really bad, and uh, and so so it. That motorcycle accident caused a lot of problems for me, and so watching watching this happen and watching uh, him go f- so fast just between the cars, blindfolded, mm-hmm. um, and I know it was just a movie, but that's uh, I was just so tense yeah. inside watching that. Um, so I I have just a, a couple more. Do you want me to finish mine up, and then yeah. you could finish yours? Mm-hmm. Okay. So at the party, she's um, the. The girl's drinking out of a gold solo cup. I didn't even know that those existed. I've really? Least, yeah, red solo cups. That's what's at every party. There's songs about that. Red solo cup, you yeah. lift me up. Um, I've seen red. I've seen blue. I've seen gold. I've seen all of the colors. Huh. Well, I've, I've okay, so I've seen blue, but I've never seen a gold one before. Hmm. Um, so I thought it, it, it was enough to catch my eye. <laughs> um, I thought... Excuse me. I thought it was very interesting that not interesting. It's very common in, in a, the stereo stereotype that the nerdy guy is is always going to be a computer nerd and knows his mm-hmm. way around. But I thought it was it was funny that that this girl's friend, um, who's the the nerd V's friend, who happens to be a nerdy guy. Well, obviously he's going to be the most expert computer programmer that can take down a huge section of the dark web, right? Uh, and knows exactly what to do. Uh, this. It was, it's, that part was, well, there are other parts of the movie that were a little unrealistic, but that mm. one was just a little too much for me. Well, if it was that easy for him to get on forward slash dark web, right. then it has to be easy to <laughs> get course. taken down. Of course, of course. Why wouldn't they just highlight and delete? <laughs> <laughs> so. um, 
Yeah, another thing I wanted to mention with how easy everything was with mm-hmm. hacking, um, like, I have a lot of friends who are into computers and stuff, and some of the things that she was saying were, like, it didn't add up. If you if you know what you're talking about with right. coding and everything, some of the things she was saying didn't quite add up. Right. Yeah, And I have a little bit of computer experience mm-hmm. myself, too. And uh, and so the, some of those things you just have to laugh and mm-hmm. and or or ignore choose choose to disbelieve. Right. My last note here is, I I am surprised that I was surprised by the ending. Hmm. I expected I expected this to be a little more template, a little more uh, cheesy. Yeah. And I expected her to to just have a like a bulletproof vest. Don't know how she would have gotten it, but better to have a bulletproof vest and yep. then, and then it was it was a turn on on how they they did that ending and I liked it. Uh, I yeah. liked the fact that I was surprised by that and I liked the fact that they didn't choose the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like I said, this movie is very very intense and in in the theaters and watching it uh for the first time seeing seeing her get shot spoilers or quote unquote shot, it was like, oh, oh, okay, that's right. that's the end of the movie, but sure. then she survives because plot protection, of course. Um, but yeah, it 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 was quite a turn of events, mm-hmm. and which kind of works well with the movie and the the um the moral behind the movie, which is. Uh, if you something like that, a big trend, something that's hop that you can hop on to very easily, the the, the fame, the views, all of that stuff can turn very very serious in a matter of seconds. Right. Like watching watching um, her get shot, and then everybody um, their their anonymous name name disappears, and their real name pops up, and then it says you're in a you're an accessory to murder. They're like. Oh, this is real, right? Which, um, someone like myself who's a part of social media and all of that, it there is a division between what seems real and what isn't. And then hearing that, say, one of your favorite YouTubers have died, or famous person has died, or whatever, it becomes real because you're like, oh, I you almost forget that they're actual human beings. Right. Right. And we've, I know we've talked about this at, at home uh, a bit too, is, is how, again, that, that, that fame is, is an illusion, whether, whether mm-hmm. you're famous to millions of people or famous to, or just have five, five viewers mm-hmm. um, online, social media, what, what people put out there isn't their real life. It's, right. it's their best moments. It's yeah. the, it's what they want people to see. And, and it's a lot of most people have a hard time understanding that that uh, that this person isn't always at the beach um, right. s- sipping margaritas uh, um, in with palm trees all around, and this this person isn't always on on a boat, and mm-hmm. and so so what that what that puts in a person who's who's watching that is I w- I want that I want how come I can't have that lifestyle I'm going to do whatever yep. it takes to to be this and and but it, that's that's only a fleeting moment and, and mm-hmm. that's, and that's not even the right. You've, you've seen stuff too, um, seen pictures where you see a picture from a specific, uh, 
specific angle that that shows okay this looks great and then you see the wide angle and mm-hmm. it's like it's like in a dumpster or, right. or whatever but uh um it's it's very different you know even even this movie it's it's shot in in with these scenes and these close-ups that make it look great but if you were to pan out then you'd see trash on the ground yep. and, and and all this crap so yeah anyway um I, that is the it from my notes for the viewpoint section. I don't know if you have I anything else. I think we passed the timeline from where my last one is, but I, I'm pretty satisfied with what we've covered in mm-hmm. this section here. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I guess we're going to take a break here, and then we're going to finish up. Stick around so you can find out what we're going to be watching next week. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening to The Barnes Boys. If you have any thoughts or memories about this movie or have a movie suggestion for us, you can tweet us at BarnesBoysCA. Again, BarnesBoysCA. Now tune in next week as we dive into documentaries and Anakin gets to see his first 80s documentary as we hit Spinal Tap. Ooh. Our theme music is written by Ryan M. Barnes. Uh, You can visit him at www.silvertooth.org. Have a great week.